You're listening to The Phillips File. Through the snow in a one horse open sleigh, or the fields we go laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight! Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells. And welcome back to the Phillips File. That was Dean Martin singing the sleepiest version of Jingle Bells I've ever heard. Sort of like <laughs> That's kind of true. Audio dose of tryptophan there. Right, sounded like. But uh, we are now going to be joined by Matt Austin of Channel Six. I'm a, I like Matt a lot. Like a lot of what he has to say. And I have to tell you guys. I like Matt despite the fact that I was warned about him by, by one of his coworkers. Oh. Yeah. oh yeah. What? It was actually at the Phillips File Poker Tom Tournament. Tom Sorrels. Tom Sorrels. Don't listen to that guy. Tom Sorrels calls over and he says, You gotta watch out for that Austin guy. I said, What he seems like a he seems like a great guy. He says He's so sweet. He said the ladies, they all swoon. And I said, What do you I come on? What is oh, that? Jack. Mean? And then he points over Jack. And? and there's he's got a he's got a little posse. You know who's in his posse? Uh-huh. Who? NaomiBradshaw.com. Yeah. Tom Sorrell's wife and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> they're all around him at the blackjack oh. table. And they're all gaga, Like right? he's Elvis Presley. Oh, my God. Yeah. But the, he all is adorable, said, but he, he's... Uh, yeah. And now he's got Mo too. But, yeah. Matt, we are very <laughs> glad that you are here nonetheless, because now I know where you are. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, it sounds like another accurate forecast from Tom Sorrell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very nice. Well, we are glad you are joining us. Uh, I know you cover a lot of stories, but this one we're talking about right now, texting and driving, has been personal to you. And I thought maybe you could start by just telling us a little bit about what happened to you and why you got so involved. Well, yeah, just like uh, most people driving home from work, I drive home late at night. Uh, You know, it was about midnight, John Young Parkway. I remember hearing this really loud noise. I was stopped at a red light, minding my own business, hear this loud noise. Next thing you know, I wake up in the middle of the intersection, and I'm Mm. talking, but I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm kind of mumbling to myself, and uh, and I feel this dripping down the back of my head. That's never good. No, and it Uh oddly it felt cold. I thought there was some water or something, so you know, I touch the back of my head, and there's blood just everywhere. And uh, turns out, this guy was, uh, you know, guy in his twenties was texting he admitted to the police officer he was texting which the police officer told me in the emergency room after i was transported and got 10 staples in my head that uh this guy was texting while driving and uh, i and, and i know friend. matt's giving you a slightly sanitized version of uh some of the injuries sustained but tell them uh what it was that hit your head if, if my memory is correct oh yeah it was uh my baby's car seat uh actually which some people have given me a hard time about when i posted the story online they say oh your car seat wasn't in right well it was incorrectly but when you're you know a relatively tall guy i'm six two i was in a sedan and my my wife bought this like bark lounger car seat for my baby that was <laughs> rear facing yeah. and, and uh so my head pretty much almost touches the car seat as it is but then when someone violently slams into you at 50 miles an hour it basically just 
gashed the back of my head mm-hmm. and uh, tore it up. Now I have these pretty scars back there. And I was going to say, um, you were you were out of commission for a bit, weren't you, after this? Yeah, I was. I, I couldn't work for a week because, uh, you know, pretty much the worst thing to do when you have a concussion is to stare at bright lights and read. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, There's that. I couldn't really do that. And then uh, another week I came back just uh, just kind of partially uh, for the 11 o'clock news. And so for two weeks, it kind of had me out of commission. It, it jacked me up for a while. It took a while to feel normal again after a severe concussion. So I can imagine. Yeah, it hurt. And, and then as you began to learn more about texting and driving, what did you learn about Florida? Okay, I learned that Florida is inept when it comes <laughs> to texting and driving laws. So, like, woefully inept. Uh, so, you know, the police officer again told me in the emergency room that, the guy admitted to him he was texting and driving. So I assumed that when I pulled up the police report online a week later, when I could actually look at a computer again, uh, that he would have a ticket. No ticket. Not only that, it did not even state in the report that he was texting when he hit me, even though he told the officer that. And I thought, what is this off? You know, what is this officer doing? What is, it's his fault. And then as I looked into it more, these police officers cannot write a ticket in the state of Florida unless they see someone with their own eyes texting and driving. So even if you see it, even if they admit it, it does not matter. All that matters is that they see it with their own eyes, which is pretty rare. But and, but right now, even if they see it with their own eyes. Oh, um, yeah, that's that's the even better point. Yeah. Right now, they can't pull you over. You know, all those people you drive by every day swerving in and out of the road, mm-hmm. uh, police officers cannot pull them over for texting. They have to be doing something else, speeding, you know, change lanes, run a red light. Uh, they could have a broken taillight and get pulled over. Right. You know, the registration could be expired and get pulled over, but they can be sitting there not looking at the road and paying attention. Police officers cannot pull them over for so, texting and driving right now. So to put this in perspective, right now, nine people die every single day in the United States as a result of distracted driving. Accident rates, just accidents in general, are one every minute, which means in the five minutes we've been talking with Matt here, there have been like five crashes. Uh, but right now, Florida is one of, uh, one of only eight states. Forty-two other states allow officers to stop people uh, who they see texting and driving. To Matt's point, if an officer sees somebody, you know, knocking back a Drinking. beer while they're driving, you can pull them over. If he oh, yeah. see, they could, they could have two phones, Wait, one in well, each hand. If you're not of a seatbelt on, it's that, a primary offense. They can pull you correct. over. But if you're texting and your face is in that phone, it's like just they don't. They have to see a broken tail light or something to pull you over something else. So Matt, you exactly. t- you told me when we we talked about this uh, earlier that you, you for the first time as a as a journalist as a guy in, in broadcast news you felt a little compelled to do something than more than just cover the story. Absolutely, you know, since it impacted me, and since really looking at the situation with not just me but with all the rest of the people in the building here at News Six. You know, some things are right and some things are wrong. You know, we try to be unbiased when it comes to everything. But, you know, some things are just messed up. And when you're one of only a few states not protecting people, we decided, hey, let's take a stand on this issue. It's one that impacts us all. And let's try to see if we can save some lives. Because really, uh, the legislators have been stagnant on the issue. Uh, There's no lobbying group out there for public safety. There's just no money in it, uh, you know. There's nobody taking lawmakers out for a steak dinner to say, hey, come, you know, uh, vote for this texting and driving legislation. So we decided that we would point a camera at them and we would poke the bear and find out, you know, if they had a reasonable defense for what appears to be an indefensible 
lack of legislation. And uh, so we poked a, a lot. And uh, <laughs> I made some enemies in the last session, it seems. And, uh, well, what I thought made some enemies, especially House Speaker Richard Corcoran. I really went after him hard. Yeah, you did. Television. You had an uncomfortable interview with him. You know, not, I mean, not, maybe not uncomfortable for you, uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> well, it was one of those interviews, Scott, and I'm sure you've had many of these, where by the end of it, you're like, this guy is never going to talk to me again, so uh-huh. I might as well do it. That's actually it usually out. where I start my interviews. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but you are, are one of the things that Matt, points Matt just made that is really right, is the things that get attention in Tallahassee and in Washington, D.C. are the things that have money. Uh, behind them. It's the booze lobby, the insurance lobby, the gun lobby, the pot lobby. In fact, last year, and I think Matt has a vignette about this, uh, the, the legislation, the legislature spent hours, days and days dis, dis, trying, debating where booze could be sold, whether it's a grocery store or a Target type store. Right. And how many hearings yeah. did they have on texting and driving last year? Uh, we got through one committee in the Senate last year, and the rest of them didn't even discuss texting and driving. Something that, and, and I was actually—it's funny that you bring that up, Scott, uh, because last year, while they were debating the liquor law for I think some six hours on the right. House floor, I was standing right outside with a dad who had lost his child because a texting driver ran him over at night, and he was just dumbfounded that this was the discussion that you know lawmakers think was impacting people. Right. But in reality, you know, they wouldn't talk texting and driving at all. And that's because dead kids, the dead kid lobby uh, doesn't have very deep pockets. Uh, No, it does not. It does not exist. But one of the reasons we have Matt on today is because there has been significant change since last session. Uh, There has been uh, support from a growing number of legislators, but most significantly among and from uh, the House Speaker Richard Corcoran, who... Matt mentioned just a few minutes ago. He came out pretty full-throated about it. Uh, were you surprised by that? I was sh- I was stunned. Two weeks ago, I got a call before they let the bill loose from the Speaker's office, and uh, they said, hey, the Speaker you know, said you planted a seed in his mind, and we wanted to let you know, uh, be one of the first to know, that we are putting a bill out there that would make texting and driving a primary offense. It actually has some teeth to it, too. Uh, 30 bucks for your first offense, which isn't great. The second offense, though, within five years is $60, and with court fees, it's $158 to send a text if this goes through, uh, which I don't know too many people who have that kind of money to be able to drop 160 bucks for a text message. I you, know, can, I you can wait to tell your uh, wife to pick up milk or to uh, put out the cat for uh, yeah. the 160 bucks. And thank you, Matt, and, and I'll have you know, uh, I actually chatted with the bill, one of the bill's main sponsors earlier today, Emily Slosberg, Democrat out of South Florida, and she said that she is uh, as encouraged as she's ever been, and I think we may see some action. So thanks for your voice on that front, Matt, and we, we will keep watching it because nothing's a done deal, especially in Tallahassee, until they drop the handkerchief. <laughs> that is the truth. And, Scott, thank you for your reporting. You did some excellent reporting on it, too, so I appreciate the help. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for your effort on that front. We will be back with you in just a few minutes. 104.1, The Phillips File.